It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 68. And we're back in 2021, guys. On today's episode, we chat about bears on skis, a spirit airline fight, and quarantine lockups in the Cayman Islands. Grab your passport and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. All aboard! We are back, baby. We're back. We're back. Happy New Year. I know it's February. It's uh, the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And we took a little bit of a break over the holidays, but we are back and we are absolutely, I'm actually feeling so pumped to be back. 2021. Let's freaking do this. Let's do it. 2021 is going to be a great year for everything. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, we have to start <laughs> with optimism. That's a really big claim. We have to start with optimism. We are just, this is going to be the year. We finished off, last year was such a weird year for travel. Yeah, well, it was not a year for travel. That's it true. It did not exist. We didn't go on one plane last year. One plane. Uh, wow. I mean, God, what's been going on with us, guys? Well, absolutely nothing still. We're still not traveling. But I feel way more optimistic about this year for travel and for a lot of stories about when shit goes wrong on the road. Well, I feel like people are going to be back traveling soonish and responsibly and safe, of course. And when they do, they are going to be so dumb. They're mm-hmm. going to do so many dumb things. And this podcast is just going to thrive. So stick with us, guys. We are your number one travel disaster story on the podcasting right now, the podcast streams. Well, I don't think we have to wait until later this year because we already have some hilarious, crazy travel stories that we're going to tell today. So I'm there's plenty of travel going on, whether it's legal or not. <laughs> uh, I have some really interesting in-the-news legal travel debates, so I'm excited to tell those on the podcast today. And I also have some in-the-news as well because you are correct, Christine. There is travel going on right now, but I'm talking about... When we get really ramped up. Mm. Like we've got some great stories that we've saved over the last five or six weeks since we took our break. Sorry, it was a bit longer than we thought, but we're back weekly now and we've got some great stories saved up. We've got some good interviews coming up and we're just excited for another fun year. And we, we really want to thank you guys for joining the voyage. So all our voyages out there to the new ones that are just joining for the first time. G'day, guys. G'day. And also for the people who have stuck with us throughout this journey for the last, what is it, like 14, 15 months now, people who are messaging us, asking us, when's the podcast coming back? Well, it's back. Yeah. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope that you look forward to a lot of episodes coming up because they're going to be great. Yes, it's just going to get better and better, and we're going to have merch eventually this year. That's my goal, so That's probably get not going to happen. No, it's definitely going to happen. That's definitely Sometime 2021. Okay, it's ambitious. Uh, Christine's been saying it for a while, but you know what? At least at a bare minimum, we'll bring you a podcast. Yes, that's right. And speaking of bare minimums, what an actual great segue. It had absolutely nothing to do with the story that was coming up next. It wasn't pre-planned, but it works, and I'm rolling with it. My in-the-news story today is called Beta Ski Fast. Berter? Berter ski fast. That sounds like a German word. Berter. Berter. Gertrude and Berter went to the shop to buy some butter. No, it is Berter, as in you better ski fast. Come on, guys. Catch up, catch up, catch up. So a skier in Romania last week was chased down the mountain by a brown bear. Uh-oh. This happened at the Predol Mountain Resort, which is about two hours north of the capital of Romania, which is Bucharest. And he was zigzagging down the mountain, and people were passing on the ski lift, and they were filming. And this guy was like going down the mountain, 
And this bear was just going to town, like chasing him down the mountain. Oh, my God. And the, the people on the ski lift are shouting at the bear, trying to distract it. And this bear is just not having a bar of it. He, it's just barreling down. Did the to, guy know that there was a bear behind him? Yeah. Okay. He's trying well, to get down know. the mountain as fast as he possibly can. So uh, thankfully, he avoided it by thinking smart and he ditched his backpack because he was skiing down the mountain with a backpack. So I don't know if he had salamis in there, if he had other Probably. forms of cured meat that the bear was after. Cured meat is the skier's uh, snack of choice. Yes, and also the bear's snack of choice. So mm. you're going to mix the two together, you're mm. going to have an issue. So he avoided it by ditching the backpack. He said, ditch this bitch. And it, it, I guess it put the bear off a little bit because the bear wanted to investigate the backpack. And mm. he made it down and he was able to escape the bear. Wow, and that's then it terrifying. Said, he uh, he distracted the bear by ditching his bag, and then he clipped out of his skis and ran away. I feel like the fastest way down the mountain would surely be would be staying on your skis. I mean, you are literally hurling yourself down a mountain on skis, and then you decide to like stop and clip out, and then you're in your little boots trying to run away from this bear. Wouldn't you just hightail it down on the skis? Well, not if you chuck the backpack and distract the bear and then can hide into the trees. I mean, that could be the smart move, I think. Yeah, but I feel like if you've had that backpack on your back with salami in there, just for instance, then the bear would still smell you. Plus, the bears are too smart for that. They would That's just chase you. And it's a brown bear, and those can be very dangerous. It's not like a black bear. Black bears, you can literally fight off. Yeah. And then grizzly, you're screwed, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Isn't a grizzly a brown bear? Um, I don't know. I mean, technically, it is brown color. Yeah, I'm not sure. So it could be. I don't know. We're not Dwight Schrute. We're not experts on bears. We're not not super familiar. This is not a bear podcast. So we're going to have to report back on that one. Yes, yes, absolutely. But in the hierarchy of scary bears, I'd say it starts with black, goes to brown, and then grizzly. Yeah, that sounds about right. And polar's crazy. Don't even mess with polar. Yeah, don't even worry about polar. They're in like a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. They're ice cold killers. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so here's another witness statement during the day uh, that they said about the bear. They said, ski patrol stopped us and told us there was a bear at the bottom of the slope. All the people that were down there threw their skis down and ran from the slope. Okay, where are they running to? I don't know where they're going. Is there like a lodge or something they can get into? They can apparate ski while the bear is sniffing around? Or is there some kind of bear evacuation zone? You know you know when you mm. go to places that have tsunami evacuation zones? Maybe yeah. there's little waves and arrows that point one way. Maybe there's one that has a bear and a little arrow and says like, stand here if there's a bear. Yeah, although if it's out in the open, you're screwed. You're screwed. I'm going to help. <laughs> anyway, I have a video uh, okay. which I wanted to show you. And Fantastic. we'll also put this on the show notes at notsobonvoyage.com. But you can see, take a look, take a look at this terrifying, but look at this bear. Oh my God. He's not going very fast. Thank God he's a decent skier. So look how fast the bear is going. Holy moly. Do you, is it just me or is he not going very fast? Um, I think he's going pretty fast. He's going pretty much as fast as the bear, right? I don't know. So this is a great interview by the guy. He goes, he did a cool thing. I mean, obviously, he's speaking English and he speaks probably multiple languages, so I'm not taking the piss out of his accent. Mm. But he's like, he did a cool thing. He dropped his backpack. (laughs) (laughs) He did a cool move. It's a cool move. It's a cool move. He was like, he did a cool move. (laughs) Okay, good thing that guy's a good skier because if he fell over, uh, game over. Yeah, well, I was thinking that. What would happen if he had fallen over? Well, I, I don't know. Do bears always eat people? Maybe he would have just been like, what is this thing? Yeah. I don't know. If you when you see the video, you will see that the bear is going for him. Like the bear is barreling down this hill. At bears are fast, mm-hmm. and so uh, well, probably would have eaten him then. Yeah, that would have been tragic. 
Anyway, okay, so moving on from one animal to another, nor should I say lack thereof, just wanted to give you a quick update. Uh, last year, I think towards maybe might have even been the last episode of the year, we talked about emotional support animals oh, yes. getting the chop because the Department of Transport, DOT, in the US has made a ruling that now they're going to crack down on emotional support animals. And so they're giving airlines the ability to actually make their own regulations now. In the oh. past, it was very, I was going to say dainty. Is that the right word? Loosey-goosey? Loosey-goosey. It was just like, ah, uh, you know. It's very dainty. It's very dainty. It's like, you know, we, we're not going to make any call. We're too, you know, it's like kind of like that almost PC culture. They're like, we're too too worried about saying anything. Everybody had an emotional sport something. There was mm-hmm. peacocks. There was horses. There was this and that. The peacock was the best. The peacock was the best. Or the mini horse. Yeah, true. And then, so finally, uh, much to, I guess, the protest of a lot of people, they finally put their foot down and said, no, emotional support animals are going to have to be properly trained because there were a lot of cases of these animals, alleged support animals that were like not properly trained and Mm. they were causing a lot of grief for other passengers. Mm. So Southwest has now been added to the list of major airlines in the US, like Alaska, American Airlines, and JetBlue, and they are now saying goodbye to emotional support animals come March 1st. Mm. So I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, a little bit of an update. They said, we will only accept trained service dogs for travel and will no longer transport emotional support animals. Hmm. So that is my ESA update. Hmm. I My thing is, is that this is such a big issue. Everybody's worried about their emotional support animals. People are worried about, you know, getting bit or whatever. And in all my years of flying, I have not had one animal on my planes. What the hell? Where is my cute puppy that I get to hang out with that will go up and down the aisle and hang out with me? Like, what what's happening? Why did they get the chop before I have a cute little puppy to snuggle on my 14-hour flight to Melbourne? Okay, here's an idea. Yes. I'm going to trademark this, but I will let airlines use it. Every airline has their own emotional support animal that they bring on the plane. It's like a little puppy flight attendant. Oh my God, I love that, that idea. I can get behind. Yes. That will bring the flight attendants. For anybody who's been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that Christine has issues with flight attendants. That's those true. people. Yes, those people. Those people. So, what if flight attendants started having puppies with them? I would love them. I would love the flight attendants. I would love the puppies. I would love my flight. I'd love everything involved, especially if the puppy is wearing a tiny. Flight attendant uniform. With a little uh, wings badge on it. That sounds adorable. And, then the, and it gets onto the PA system. They're like, and everybody just goes, ah. So instead of one person having to hog the emotional support animal, everybody can enjoy the services of Captain Puppy. Yeah. Well, what if the emotional support animal is a hog? Oh. A piglet. A piglet. That would be That'd cool. That would be adorable. It's just your captain speaking. Oink, oink. <laughs> oink, oink, oink. oink. Uh, coming into uh, steamy. Oink, oink. You just hear this pig snorting in the background. <laughs> that sounds adorable. I love that. That would be a cool plane. That would be a very cool plane. I would fly Puppy Air 10 out of 10 times. Puppy Air. We're I'm onto in. something here. Yes. Feel okay. like a little bit rough on the puppy. I don't know how the animal activists would feel about that. I don't know. We'll have to do some research on that. Yeah, but you know, you're gonna always anger someone, so you might as well just find out which one you're gonna anger the least. That's true. But they have dogs that come into like hospitals and stuff and hang out with patients. Yeah. So why not come on the plane? Yeah. I mean, they're treated well, and they do have a like. I know. I'm pretty sure it's SFO that has the pig. 
Yeah, I can't which remember what her name is like Dorothy or something. Yeah, I was gonna like say that. Doris. Yeah, like yeah, and he, she like hangs out in the terminals and like makes people feel better about their flights. I've never seen her. Is my dream to see her, but someday, you know. Yeah, well, they really do need more animals at airports to hang out that you can actually pat because every time you see those sniffer dogs, you really want to pat them, and you know you're not allowed to. Yeah, they make it very clear. Make it very clear. Do not pat the dog, and they're like, mm, "Don't do it." And you're like, "Oh, is it worth it?" You're going to miss your flight. It's fucking worth it. Come here, boy. And then you get strip searched. Yeah, yeah. And then the dog's sniffing your butt. So anyway, that's my idea. Puppy air. It's pending, patent pending. TM. Registered trademark. And But if anyone wants to invest in it with us, just let us know. We are looking for investors for Puppy Air. Yeah, to get our first puppy. To get our first puppy. Even though uh, pretty bad time to be investing in airlines mm-hmm. right now, uh, I have confidence that this will be the rave uh, come post-COVID time. So, you know, get in early, get in at the ground floor. That's true. Yes, I agree. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm working from segue to segue today, so I'm just going to keep flowing. Uh, you've got a story today, but can I just keep hogging the spotlight? Yeah, my stories are pretty short actually. So oh, go okay. for it. Because I'm just I'm just on a roll right now. Love All right. it. Airlines talking about this, talking about that. Got another one. Here's the title of the story. It's called "A Real Fighting Spirit." Mm, I'm fight on Spirit Airlines. Fight on Spirit Airlines. How do you know that? <laughs> because Spirit Airlines is a janky ass airline. No offense. There's always shit going down. The one with the I I told a story last year of the people at the terminal and somebody like threw a shoe and a water bottle at the flight people and well, do you remember is, that? This is very similar. So Spirit Airlines, uh okay, fighting spirit. I just like I thought I was gonna real play on words here, but apparently it's very easy, very <laughs> obvious. So a fight broke out in Detroit Metro Airport last week after Spirit Airlines asked a group of travelers to verify their carry-on bags were the correct size and weight for the plane. Oh, so you people know, hate doing that. So you know the deal, right? You know that they give you basically about the size of a fucking shoebox to take onto the plane. Mm-hmm. And nobody listens to it. Nobody pays attention. Everybody – I mean, sometimes you see people really taking the piss. Mm-hmm. You see people taking full-course luggage and then they're trying to jam it into that little compartment. And they're like, I've been that person. It will fit. Just, just let me just change the angles. <laughs> And they're like, mm, it's not going to fit. <laughs> so these people are trying to get their carry-on into the airline and the spirit people are like, eh, I'm pretty sure this is not the right size or the right uh, weight for the overhead compartment. You're going to probably have to check it. And then the, the thing and is- that's that going to cost you $300. Then it's going to cost you money because these budget airlines, they bank on the fact that you just do carry on. And if you want to, it's like Ryanair and all those other ones. Mm-hmm. If you want to check a bag, then you suddenly get screwed. I'm pretty sure Spirit is the one that charges for carry on. You only The only thing you get for free is one personal item, like a purse. Yeah, so it's probably something. It's probably some situation like that. Mm-hmm. So the group was stopped from boarding until they verified the bags, but they weren't very happy about that. So apparently, unprovoked, the group then just suddenly attacked the Spirit Airline agents that oh were asking God. them about the bags. <gasps> They're seen rushing them and punching them onto the ground and wrestling them and like throwing punch, uh, pushing them onto Jesus. the ground and wrestling and throwing punches. Right. The agents, then this is a, a quote from, from the end. The agents attempted to calmly defuse the situation, but were physically assaulted by these passengers as they closed a door to stop them from boarding the aircraft. Whoa. So I guess they were telling them, look, if you can't verify, like if you're not going to do your carry on bags, then we're not going to let you board come. the flight. And yeah. so they started to shut the doors and then they just like attacked them, pushed them, and started going to town Damn. on them. So, uh, so they, you know, they call it having a fight. 
But Spirit says, this was not a fight. Describing it as a fight is untrue to our agents. It, in actuality, three passengers attacked our agents without mm. provocation. Okay, that, that makes sense. I guess so, that. yeah. So, what happens is two of the three people fighting ended up getting arrested. You cannot fight in an airport, no. guys. Come on. And the third person was cited and released, and one of the spirit agents was actually taken to hospital. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and Jesus. I, I have a video, so I can also link you to, uh, to that. I mm. hate fighting videos, but I'll watch it. It's not that bad. It's just okay. like you get to see... Okay. What? Oh, here we go. Uh, this woman, she describes the first part of the video, and she's like kind of annoying. So I'm just going to skip. Dina, skip over that. But here we go. All right, here we go. So there's a fight breaks out, and then oh jeez, oh my god, like fully like proper Somebody's fight. Somebody's tackling somebody else. Is the guy in the orange vest so, part of the airline? I'm not sure who's who. But somebody's on the ground. You think so? An you see this guy? Vest? He's like pushes. Oh no, no, it's just a jacket. So. Oh my! God. I think the guy in the black on the ground there. He did a full like tackle. Yeah. Holy moly! Yeah. So that was a pretty intense. So we'll put uh, a link to that video as well on notsobonvoyage.com. You can find that. But yeah. Geez, Louise. Okay, I know that I say I don't like flight attendants, those people, but. I think that the spirit flight attendants and air, airport crew need to get a raise because these people are getting putting themselves in physical danger to go to their job because people who fly spirit are you know not spending a ton of money on flights. It's a super budget airline. I mean, I've definitely looked at those tickets before. They're hella cheap. It's very tempting. But then when you ask them to pay more money, they're like not happy about it. So. Yeah. So people are very passionate about uh, when they <laughs> when they want to f- do something cheaply and you tell them yeah. they can't, people get very riled up. They get so. very riled up. So I'm petitioning for a raise for Spirit Airline flight attendants and airport workers because they are putting their life they're on the, the re- line so that we can have budget airlines. They're the real heroes of the sky. They really are. Don't worry about the captains and who's that captain who landed in the Hudson River? Sully. Sully, don't worry Tom, about him. Tom. Hanks. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Tom, 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 Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks did that. Tom, Tom is what his friends call him. I, I'm a personal friend, Tom, Tom. Well, that's because he's good at navigating. Oh, oh that's a, I don't think a lot of people will get that joke. Tom, Tom, Tom is. I know what it is. Well, who wouldn't get it? You the, explain um, to the people. Like Gen Z, <laughs> Gen who Z has people. always had iPhones and they've always had Google Maps. Gen Z does not know the pain. Gen Z doesn't listen to this podcast. I feel like some Gen Zers. No, they do. Hey, Gen Z. Okay, if you're a Gen Zer, hit us up on Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage and let us know you're you're there. You probably don't use Instagram either. You probably just use TikTok. Hit us up on TikTok. Oh, wait, we don't have one. Yeah. (laughs) So TomTom is an old navigational system, kind of like, I guess it's just essentially like Google Maps slash Waze, and it was just a little thing that you stuck into your car. It was like on your dash. It's on your dash. What it is was, it called? Satnav. Satnav, yeah, like a GPS. Yeah, GPS. Yeah. It was a it was a transition between having the old school, fo- um, not phone book, the directory books that you would open up and actually like navigate. In in Australia, they were called Melways, mm. like Melbourne's ways, and everybody mm. had like similar ones. And you would go to the back, look up the address, it would tell you like page fifty two K seven, and then you would go to page fifty two and would have the chart that you cross down, the numbers at the top, and the letters down the thing, and you'd see exactly where the sh- the street was, and then you had to navigate your way back. You know what's interesting? And you followed it like a map. 
It was a map. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a map. <laughs> you know, you didn't follow it like a map. It was a map. You followed it because it was a map. You know what's interesting for people our age is that we have gone through every iteration of maps. So we've had that map that was like literally a paper booklet. And then we had to do the thing where we went on the internet and printed from MapQuest and had the printed out directions. Then we had the sat nav on the dash. And now we have the iPhone with the Google Maps. With the constant Isn't maps. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and really, the, what's going to be the future? Like glasses, where you can just see see where you're going. And people, and people <laughs> who are, and people who are like in the broad span of history, right? Thousands, tens of thousands of years. You know, humans. Fifteen years difference between us and the next generation, and they've never had like all they've ever had is just the phone. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So and people who are twenty now who have only ever known Google Maps, it's that fifteen year span they missed. It feels like ten generations. Yeah, have had have had a travel. Wow. Well, what to a be wild fair, we, world. we did miss the Sexton days. What's Sexton? It's like the old thing that they used to like track the stars and then navigate. Oh, so there is that some, is cool. Like there Magellan. are some things. Yeah, there are some things that we did, did That's miss. True. But we there. did get a lot of those in. We had a lot of iterations of maps. We did. Thank goodness. Can I just say hallelujah? Thank you to the fine people at Google for making Google Maps. Because when I used to have to print out my MapQuest directions, I got lost ten out of ten times. Yeah, and I would also I'd also like to add that just because there is Google Maps now, Christine is still not any much better. I'd I say, still get lost. I'd say you sure. get lost. Five Five out of ten times now. Well, who went over the Golden Gate Bridge the other day accidentally? No, okay, you're going to bring that up on the podcast. (laughs) I'm just saying you did seven seventy. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, can somebody send me seven dollars seventy? That's the tollway for just a leisurely trip across the bridge. Well, to be fair, that that exit is kind of confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah, and it was right. It's right next to where we live. You get on and then you get off straight away. Mm. I missed that one, and then I end up taking uh, us for a scenic drive across the bridge. Mm. You know, Mm. drive over it, turn around, drive back, pay seven dollars seventy. That's right. But hey, you know that's the price you pay. Golden Gate, baby. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so well, that's a little uh, history of maps there for you. you I will just go back to the mailways quickly. The, that makes me think of my – first of all, let me just get back to the maps. When you did maps back then, you understood directions way better. Fact. Now, Are you talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. Okay. I'm talking to people like – That's un- unclear. T- TBD on yeah. that. I'm talking about people like my dad and like that generation who just knew where to go. They knew mm. how to find places. And, you know, my dad would have the little book. It just makes takes me back to – playing football, Australian football back in the day. And you always used to go to different grounds every like every second week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were all over the place and you'd, to areas that you'd never go. My dad would have the mailways like on his lap and he'd be like, find out where to go. It's like, yep, all right, that's the what's the oval called? You look it up and then you drive. And he just knew how to find places. Mm-hmm. And these days we just like plug it into the phone and we just go in autopilot. And if we get one wrong direction, if it oh. doesn't redirect fast enough, we're, we're done. We're screwed. It, we literally have no it's idea. It's like updating, like updating, updating. Oh, God, fuck. Is it left or right? Is it left or right? All right, and the next thing you know, you're in a different suburb. You're in a different country. You're in a different country. Yeah. You're like, now I'm before. in Canada. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, maps. that map. Are you good at maps? Tell us. Yeah, we'd love to know. And if you're Gen Z, I need to know if there's at least one Gen Z person. Well, I, can I don't look, even know what dates that is, but... I can look at the demographics, like the audience stats. Oh, okay. You don't need to tell us. We'll find yeah, you. Yeah, but, but say we'll hello. we you up. Yeah. No, no. Just no, we don't know who you are personally. No, we do. We I don't even know if we do get age brackets with our with our analytics. We get like country and location. I don't think we get age. So we actually would like you to tell us. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, let's move on. Okay, we're moving on. So today for my main story, I have entitled it Main Story because I always forget to put it 
If she's anything but consistent, guys. I am consistent, so enjoy that. Okay, so on November 27th of 2020, I keep wanting to say last year was 2019, but we're in 2021, so here we are. Here we are. So this is a very, this is a very recent story. Yes. 21, and you've definitely heard of this story, but I'm going to give you a few more details. Okay. 21-year-old college student Skylar Mack flew to Grand Cayman on the Cayman Islands. Oh, okay. So I, I do know this story. Yes. And most of you, so quick nutshell. This is the story about the girl who... Who got who broke quarantine and got arrested. Okay. So I actually don't know anything about this story because I knew that we would talk about this on the podcast. So I actively avoided it. So You're like, I no, don't no, tell no, me no. this story. Don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me. The Someone news was, was on. Tell I was like, ah, I don't want to yeah. hear it. Good morning, America. Shut it. Shut it. Mute it. Uh, yes. No, I did avoid it because I knew we'd talk about it on the podcast. So I wanted to hear it firsthand. Okay. It's expert. not a super long story, but I'm also going to follow up with more lockdown breakers. That's okay. Well, let's see how we go when we get to the end of it. We okay. could even save them for next week. Okay. Well, I want to tell them. Okay. okay we'll just see how we go. We'll okay. See how go, we go. This it. could be let's a longer see. episode. We'll see how we go. So basically, it's our first she, episode back. It's our first episode. We're excited. So she is flying to the Cayman Islands to visit her boyfriend. He's a Cayman resident. He's also a professional jet skier. Yeah, bro. Which Cayman. I did not know was a thing, but okay. You could be a professional anything really can i be a professional sleeper yes you probably could oh god i'm not good enough at it but i would you can be a professional cuddler you can get paid to do that in like japan or something i would be really good remember we saw that documentary about people getting paid yes that's true yeah i mean you can do anything you can professional foot model well of course you can do that you can also do that unprofessionally on the on the low low only fans man get that money i actually just heard about a site uh feet finder no is that the right one it was on an Instagram account. There was actually one of the uh, meme accounts we follow was doing an ad for it. Yeah, I saw. Oh, that was an ad. Uh, yeah, I it was saw a, that meme. No, it was an ad. Oh, really? Yeah, fe- I think it's called Feet Finder. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, no, we're in, we don't kink shame. Oh, we here. don't kink shame. Yeah, yeah. you might even Get find me up there. Yeah, <laughs> your big clod hoppers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to this story. I don't know how we got him foot fetishes, but we're back now. So he is a professional jet skier, and he has a competition two days after she arrives. Cayman Islands is uh, like Caribbean, yeah? Yes. Yes. Okay. I believe. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But Cayman it, Islands I think is so. the place that people like have offshore bank accounts and yes, you know, yes. drug dealers. It's and also sh- where Army Hammer come. has a side piece. Uh, of course he Cayman does. Islands. That he's trying to eat. I think he's there right now. I think he was like, I'm going to stay in the Cayman Islands. He's trying to eat her. If you don't know what we're talking about, Army Hammer is a cannibal. Army Hamler? <laughs> Armand Hammer. <laughs> Armand Hammer. Um, Army Hammer is 100% a cannibal. Just look it up. You'll work it He's out. He's an actor. He's an actor. He was an actor. He's gone now. He's this, done. This news He's broke. He's real canceled. This news broke and Christine's obsessed with it. It's a very interesting story. Army Hammer is a horrible person and he's a cannibal. He's 100% a cannibal. 100% a cannibal. Just look it up. Just look it's it up. It's unrelated to this, but it does take place in the Cayman Islands part of it. Okay, so... <laughs> Skyler, we're really going off the rails here in this story. You know what? I'm, li- I'm, I'm liking Army it. Hammer. I'm liking it. Personally. I mean, I'd love to do an Army Hammer deep dive on this podcast. It's not really travel related, although he is in the Cayman Islands, so maybe it is travel. Could we just do a bonus episode where we just could we occasionally just do a bonus episode that just came out sporadically, like on a Thursday, and it was ten minutes, and it was literally you just talking about whatever you wanted to talk about? Yes. Please let us know if you'd be interested in that. I'm serious. Get back to me. I have a lot of interesting thoughts. Celebrity goss. On things. <laughs> It'll just be a 10-minute quickie, and you'll love it. Oh. Just let me know if you're interested. 10 minutes a bit longer than a quickie. Ooh. 
<laughs> for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, unfortunately, so Skylar really wants to go cheer her boyfriend on, right? He's in this jet skiing competition. And he's, you know, doing that. And unfortunately, there's a requirement for entering the Cayman Islands that you have to quarantine for uh, 14 days, two weeks. Yep. So pretty standard practice, you know. It's been it's been almost a year of Corona at this stage. People. People should understand the rules, the laws. Right. And I don't think it's even like at a hotel. I think you can do it wherever. But you are given a wristband, a smart wristband, and a cell phone to track their movements. But is that different to a dumb wristband? Yes. This is a smart one. It's a genius, genius wristband. So that's a funny phrase, though. Smart, like smartwatch. Yeah, smartwatch. That's to say that, like, if you don't have a a smartwatch like an Apple Watch, then traditional watches, are they by default dumb watches? Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, man. Shame. Shame. So That's the Apple Watch game throwing some real shade at the watch industry. It really is. It's so, so shady. Okay. okay. So Skylar is not going to let a little thing like a global pandemic stop her from seeing her boyfriend hit the waves in his aqua scooter. You know what? Why should she? Why should she? Why no siree. How old is she? She's 21. Oh, God. She's got so much life experience. She's why got a cheer on her man. Why should she abide by the laws of, of global pandemic? You know, I exactly. just think it's bullshit that she had to do that. She really needs to get to this competition because if she's not there, then he's going to look out. It's going to be like a movie. He's looking out, looking for her. He doesn't see her. He gets all sad. And then he just does a bad jet ski. Yeah. Whatever and, I mean, he do on a jet ski. And she has to beat it. Like, he's, he, he's her life right now. He really I mean, at 21, pretty much. Yeah. So, I, I mean, 21, I was an idiot. You were definitely an idiot. So, I'm, I I understand whoa, the age whoa. thing. Not every 21-year-old is an idiot. I'm just saying. No, I, was. Happened to our, our, I was. I was. I was. I could. Some would largely say I could still be an idiot. Yeah, some largely I would, would say wanna, that. I would want to go see. What's his name? Uh, I don't have his name. I was going to call him Tyler, but she's Skylar. Let's call him Tyler. <laughs> Skylar. I'd like to also go her see. her name t- is Skylar, so yeah. that says something. Yeah. Um, what does that say? That says, like, you know, from Breaking Bad, Skylar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would want to go see Tyler. Tyler and Skylar. Yeah. Hitting the waves together, cruising into the sunset <laughs> on his jet ski. Okay, so anyway, uh, so she went to the competition. Yeah, good she, on her. She went. She went to the beach. Yeah, good on her. Unfortunately, she was spotted without her wristband. So basically, what she do? She what she do? What she do? What she do? She decided to remove her wristband so that she could sneak away to this competition. Yeah, good call. Well, if the wristband's so smart, wouldn't it know if it's not attached to a wrist anymore? Yeah, it's kind of like a... Um, like an ankle bracelet. Like an ankle bracelet. What yeah. are they called? An ankle bracelet. They're not called anything fancier? No. Like the ones that you... Smart bracelet. When you're on house smart arrest. Anklet. When yeah. you're on house arrest. It's called an ankle bracelet. I feel like they need something to distinguish the fact that it's keeping you... We need you, to workshop that name. Yeah, because an ankle bracelet could also be something that you pick up like in Jamaica and you wear an ankle and you oh, like yeah. remind you of your holidays and or some some guy oversells you at the beach in Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. And, and so has you, puka shells. Has puka shells. And, and then you give could, you a rash. Yeah, and it also at the same time is something that is like confining a convicted felon to their house. So I feel like there's a big gap between the two. Well, I would call the one you get on vacation an anklet. Okay. And then an ankle bracelet would be if you are, are under house arrest. What about a prison? No, I don't know. Let's not. Prison let's, anklets. Prison anklet. <laughs> okay. A stay at homey. We'll work on that. Oh, we'll work, we'll work on that one. Okay. So, unfortunately, she was spotted without her wristband, Mm. and her and her boyfriend were reported to the police. Yep. So, the locals are probably pretty, like, if if you don't have your wristband, I don't know if everybody gets a wristband, and some of them are activated and some aren't, or what the deal is. It's like she was in the VIP section without the... 
the wristband. Yeah, she did not have the artist wristband, which is like the thing to have Mm. these days. So she, they were, you know, reported to the police and they were initially sentenced with 40 hours of community service and a fine of $2,600. Oh, that's an expensive, uh, it's expensive uh, ski, it to be me. ski patrol thing. What's it called? <laughs> ski well, jet ski. Jet ski. It's no, an expensive right. jet ski trip. I thought we were on the slopes again. I don't know sec. what the prize money was for the jet ski competition, but it probably wasn't $2,600. And he actually got charged as well because he was aiding and abetting a criminal. Oh. Yeah. They're really not messing around on the Cayman Islands, which I understand. So they were initially charged with community service and the fine, but prosecutors actually appealed the sentence because they said it was too lenient. Oh. So it went from 40 hours of community service and a fine of $2,600 to now four months in prison. Whoa. Which is a huge escalation. Like That is four, a big what? jump. So this, this girl... She's American. She's in the Cayman Islands. She's like, okay, I have to do community service and pay. Like, that's a lot of money. 40 hours. You could knock that out in a week. You'd just be like, just work. Yeah, work full time. Work full time. Eight hours a day. Give back to the island. Give back. Get some dirty looks, but it's fine. We're good at math. We know that eight hours a day times five is 40. So there you go. That's right. But no, now. We improved our math over the holidays. Yes, we've been working on it. We've been doing mental math, calculator. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now she's facing a charge of four months in prison, which is scary. It's scary. Like, you know. Yeah, in a foreign prison. Yeah. So in a foreign country, you never know. I mean, it's not North Korea, but you never know what could happen. You really just don't know. I want to feel like the Cayman Islands prison would be pretty cruisy. I feel like it would be, but that could be just because we think going to a beach resort. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that I literally am thinking that she's on the beach in prison and she's getting served. Like, we're not going to serve you a cocktail, but we can serve you a mocktail. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Shirley Temple. Yeah. I don't think that's probably. You don't get a sex on the beach, you just get like a hand job on the beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a different kind of cocktail. Yeah, okay. I like it. Not quite as good. So eventually the sentence was reduced to two months. So they're going back and forth. There's a lot of negotiations, yep. I guess. So they're really trying to prove a point with this woman then. They're like they're trying to make an example of her, I guess. Yes. Because that exactly. seems like an extremely exactly. harsh like yeah, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be penalized for breaking quarantine, but I but I feel like they're definitely trying to make a point. A hundred percent. Which is you know, like sometimes the first one to fall has got to take you got to fall on the sword a bit. Also, the thing is, is yes, okay, just for the fact of removing a wristband is, you know, not that bad or whatever. But if she had COVID, which she actually had tested negative because you do need a negative test, but you, those tests can be, you know, false negative. Yep. So, but if she had COVID and spread it to this small island and gotten people infected and people died, then she should be spending a lot more than four months in prison. Yes. Don't that, you agree? Yes. So that's absolutely. the gravity of the situation. That is a gravity. And the thing is that people, that's the whole problem is that people aren't taking this seriously. And I don't want to categorize in like stereotype, but like young people in particular aren't taking mm. this as serious because typically they're the ones that aren't affected as, as much. I know we're, right. we're trying to avoid speaking about COVID all the time, but you know, it's yeah. part of our lives, so deal with it. Mm. Um, but that's the problem though. That's the problem within a lot of these places that the young people are like, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's not really going to affect me and it's not going to affect people like us either. Right. You know, we're still young. Yes, we're pretty young. Um, But yeah, like what if she did have it and she went and infected it to somebody who was over 60 or 70 and somebody with an underlying health condition and they died and they died directly as a result of her being irresponsible and having to see this jet ski show. That's exactly right. That's the thing though. So like that's why these punishments do need to be pretty seriously. Yes, exactly. 
Thank you. I agree. I would love to know what other people think about that because I feel like this is a pretty... I know we keep things pretty lighthearted over here, and we can we can joke about it. I mean, you can even joke about it as well if you want. But I would be interested to hear what people think about this issue, if they think that it's it's fair enough. Well, or... let me finish the story, and then we can ask this question. Okay. So, I've already asked it, though. Okay. Well, it's out there. I'm taking it back, and I'm going to re-ask. Okay. So eventually, the sentence was reduced to two months. Yep. But I'm pretty sure she actually got out after about a month. Because according to Cayman Islands law, defendants need to serve just 60% of their sentence in prison. So okay. I don't understand sentencing at all. I don't. What's the point? <laughs> I, I, literally, I, I, I don't understand sentencing. It's very yeah. confusing. I've given you 10 months. I picked a very easy number to round down. Mm. I've given you 10 months. That's what you get. But really, you only get six. Yeah, exactly. So maybe the rest of it, she serves under house arrest or something? Yeah, or maybe it's like a suspended sentence. You know, sometimes they do that. Where no, what oh, is okay. that? Well, actually, well, no. Suspended sentence is when they say basically like, I've given you two years, but I'm going to suspend that sentence and I'm going to hold that over your head. And if you get in trouble again, you mm. will get the two years. Oh, as like well probation. As, kind of like, yeah. yeah, kind of. So like basically the idea would be that you get out after 60%, but if you like fuck up or you probably have, you're probably on probation. If you have some kind of things, like you do have to go serve the rest of your time plus anything else that you do wrong. Mm. So it's probably that. Okay. So yeah. So something like that. So she's since apologized and taken full responsibility, which is the best PR move. You got to just say, I did it. I, I did was wrong. Like you can't weasel your way out of that. Yes. It's not going to help anybody. And, uh, and her grandma said she was really worried about her in prison. She said she was, the girl was very bored and she couldn't go in the common room because they were constantly playing news uh, or, uh, news pieces about her. So her face was on the TV every time she, she went in the common be, room. She would be it's big embarrassing. news. embarrassing. You know, she's getting hustled for autographs. Everybody's trying to talk to her. It's very, it's a lot. She'd be like a little celebrity in there. She's like a cel- jail celebrity. Yeah. I mean, how so how long, so what, two months, she spends 60% of that. So she spends... So she was in there for about a month. Just over a month. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, still not ideal. Great story, though. Yes, great story. Would be to great tell. if we could get it on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be although great. we have just kind of slagged her off a fair bit. Yeah, I, I mean, have a feeling that she probably wouldn't come on. I don't think she'd want to come on. But yeah, tell us what you think. If you think that that that's a fair sentence, if you think she should have gotten longer, tell tell us what you think. I think it's unfortunate. It's it's kind of like the first person to fall is always you know it's a little bit unfortunate that they are the ones that have to wear the brunt of it. But I feel like if it doesn't become like if they don't treat it as serious then people don't learn so if she had just got a slap on the wrist they would have sent like a really weak message to the rest of the world or to people that hey don't worry about it. like we'll just get you off mm. also it's a precedent that you know if someone else did it and they did end up infecting people and it turned out really bad then they could be like well you let her off so why can't you let me off right exactly you so, gotta set that precedent so with this situation it's like well now people know it's like fuck if you go to the cayman islands and you do break quarantine like you're going to end up in jail like i would 100 percent be like fuck that now right exactly but in the past it might be like eh, they weren't really po-. i mean it's like here it's like here right technically you're not supposed to leave the bay area counties and if you come back you're supposed to quarantine and that's bullshit. No one's doing anything. No one, heaps of people flying out, flying in. Nobody's mm. checking anything. But if suddenly they were like, if, and also about like, don't mingle with other households, this and that, don't be outside, oh, you know, whatever. But if, if we were down at Fort Mason, which is a park just down from us, and somebody rolled up and started issuing a thousand dollar fines, 
fuck, I wouldn't go out again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, like absolutely. it's like what they did in Melbourne. In Australia, they issued fines for people who were caught outside the area. Mm-hmm. Like people are only going to take the rules as seriously as you enforce them. That's right. Yep. So, so I think I think they did the right thing in in giving her some prison time. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that was an interesting story, and I think it was a good way to kick off uh, 2021. I know you've got some more lockdown arrest stories, but I don't want to. We don't. We don't want to blow our wad all on this first episode back. That's true. I have some really funny stories. Okay, so and we want to chit chat about them. So yeah, it'll we want take to chit chat. It's gonna. It's gonna take too long. But that means that you have to subscribe and tune in for next week because we're bringing mm-hmm. this back weekly. Uh, this is a Tuesday. We're recording Tuesday morning and dropping it Tuesday morning. Uh, they're going to come out on Tuesday US time now, at any time, really. Uh, so that'll be Wednesday for a lot of the other world, Australia, Europe and that. But uh, we, we're glad to be back. We're really glad to have you back with us for 2021. This is, it's going to be fun, guys. We're going to have some great fun, you know. And as always, if you've got some stories, some travel stories, they could be they could have been from last year or they could have been from 10 years ago. It doesn't matter. If you've got a travel story and you want it told on the podcast, hit us up on the socials at Not So Bon Voyage, follow us and drop us a DM or go to the website at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. You can drop your story there and uh, we'll hit you up. Yeah, definitely. We want to tell your stories, your wacky, crazy stories. That's Wackadoos. what this is all about. It's all about. All right, guys, remember, it's uh, it's our catchphrase, so we better just I better remember it at the top of my head. It's to stay safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. We'll get better as the episodes go on. We're a bit rusty today. <laughs> yeah, we're a little rusty. All right, guys, bye. Bye.